Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast, available on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, Parlor, and Instagram. And of course, be sure to visit www.mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. I got a nice job. It's just a startup, and I think you'd be perfect for it. What's the business? Throw this on before you get out. They would steal anything of value and then just destroy the rest for fun. Mel Donnelly is how they made money. You add someone without asking me and bring them to my place of business? I didn't see anything. Oh, yeah, you did. Say one word to anyone. I dare you. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich. This is episode number 306, releasing across the US in theaters on demand and digital this November 13 is Echo Boomers, a heist thriller that stars Patrick Schwarzenegger as a recent college graduate drowning in debt who falls in with a group of activist thieves who steal from Chicago's rich elite. Also starring Alex Pettifer and Oscar-nominated actors Michael Shannon and Leslie Ann Warren, Echo Boomers is a timely and entertaining film sure to have many reflecting on the film's message after the credits roll. And I'm happy to say that joining me now on the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is the director of Echo Boomers, Seth Savoy. Seth, I thank you very much for your time today. Yeah, of course, man. So this is really interesting. I mean, Echo Boomers is a movie that's been with you for quite a while. You graduated uh, film school 2013. Um, you feel in many of the things that a lot of what your characters in this movie are feeling in regards to what your next step's going to be. You're, I'm sure like a lot of people in our generation are in debt in regards to college tuitions and such. Didn't you come across this article in a, in a newspaper about kids breaking into uh, rich people's homes in Chicago. I'm just curious, what was it about that moment, that article and the mindset that you were in that really started this whole process to begin that six years later, here we are with a feature film? That's a great question, man. So 2013, you know, I graduated and I felt this pressure of kind of creating my own work. And at the same time, you know, you have this massive amount of student debt and I kind of got to the finish line and realized that there's obviously no shortage of filmmakers in the industry. Mm. And um, kind of serendipitously enough, I came across these newspaper articles about these college kids breaking into homes. And like, weirdly enough, I could understand their frustration on like a personal level. Um, and I understood like this just angst and rage that they had at the system because they played by the rules, you know? Um and so I kind of took that angst and I took that rage and and I started writing Echo Boomers on it. And I think weirdly enough, it's still extremely timely. It is timely. It's interesting, though, because when I was watching the movie, you were um, showing scenes of the whole Occupy Wall Street um, protest. And it just that seems like a thousand years ago, especially considering this year or the stuff that was going on. Um, this movie can be classified in many ways. I've described it as a heist thriller in my um, in my introduction there. In many ways, it is that. And usually those kind of films are purely entertainment vehicles. There's more of a style over the substance. I think the directors, I think they're really flashy, especially with the post-production stuff. There is a depth, though, to Echo Boomers, which I, like, which I said really resonates with you after you watch it. Getting that balance, 
to make sure that your message cuts across, but also hitting those kind of beats of the kind of like the highest thriller kind of subgenre. How important was it to get that balance? And where does that balance come from? Does it come in the script? Does it come in post? Where does it all kind of come together? Yeah, it kind of, it definitely comes across in the script. Um, I think what we really wanted to do was we wanted to make something that felt like a really big, fun and flashy studio movie, but realistically was actually political commentary. Hmm. And so, you know, people were watching this movie just thinking it was fun and flash, but realistically it had something strong to say. And I feel like we did a really good job of that. I feel like I've, you know, we haven't shown a lot of people the film, so I'm glad that you really enjoyed it because I'm, I'm kind of anxious about it. But by the sound of it, it sounds like people are really enjoying just the fun and flashiness of it. And then it kind of sticks with them afterwards, which I think is the most important thing. The film has a great cast. I mentioned some of the names. Patrick Schwarzenegger was one of them. Um, I first saw his stuff in a movie called Daniel Is Unreal that came out last year. Mm. I know, though, that Echo Boomers, your casting for that was pre that movie. Um, in regards to Patrick Schwarzenegger's first time on the role, would this film be the first one that he actually put time on screen or would that come a little after some of the stuff I've seen already? Yeah, so he had just finished Daniel Isn't Real when we casted him. So I, I got to check out Daniel Isn't Real just because he doesn't really have a lot of work out there. You know, he did Midnight, Midnight Sun, which Midnight Sun is, you know, a high school love movie. And it's really hard to judge someone off of that, you know. And, and the more I kind of watched of his stuff, I realized that he has just this, this thing about him that's kind of like this X factor. And he hadn't been given this chance to be the star of a movie. And, and I'm so happy that that he saw where the script was going and he understood the political messages of it and and said, yeah, let's do it. I think he's going to get sweeped up by the superhero world like any day now. I, I think so too. And he does a really great job in this movie because he plays that emotional anchor uh, in the film that's ne- I really needed, I think. Um, and on the other end, character-wise, to that is a character that Alex Pettifer, 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 uh, excuse me, Pettifer plays. Um, yeah. um, in regards to kind of like the emotional context, he's a much more kind of bitter. He's been around the block a little more. It's really interesting to me the character, not only the character dynamics, but the dynamics between these two actors in their careers. Because at one point, Alex was what where Patrick is right now um, in his career. Mm. Um, when working together, did Alex in any way kind of give Patrick kind of advice? Uh, and I know Patrick comes from a family where of like, you know, acting royalty, et cetera. But Alex is, at, like I said, is at a place where Patrick's at now. Did Alex kind of take Patrick under his wing in any sort of way and give him advice about, you know, the, the ins and outs of the industry, especially considering that Patrick is kind of ascending into territories that um, Alex has been to before? Yeah, you know, it was interesting because a lot of those conversations do happen on set, but you know, you're kind of you're kind of just like running around making sure everything's shot properly. Like yeah. I I definitely saw them have these like very personal conversations, but I don't know what they said. So I assume so, but I I'm not quite sure. The film also has Michael Shannon in it, and he's one of those actors to me that um there are those actors that come across once in a while that whatever film that they are in that just really light up the screen, no matter big screen, small screen. And Michael Shannon is one of those guys. He really is. What's it like to direct him on, on set, especially considering the other cast members you're working with are much younger. And then here comes Michael Shannon, Oscar nominated actor. He's been, he's done the big films. He's done small films. You yourself also, are, um, this is your directory feature, even though you've done music videos, et cetera, working with Michael Shannon. What's that experience like? Well, you know, you, you definitely got to realize that, like, 
Michael has done this probably 150 times, right? Worked on set, doing his job, breaking into characters. And this is my first, right? So it's like, you definitely have to realize that, you know, his experience is something to learn from. And how he works on set and how he works with directors is something that, you know, I have a lot of room to grow in. And so um, it was, he has a crazy energy, you know, like as soon as he showed up on set, everyone's performance stepped up Mm. because they knew that, that there was this new bar that had to be reached. And um, he has this thing as an, as a actor too, that like, it was never said and maybe it was just in my imagination, but like he cared about me as a director and he cared about me as a creative and he didn't have to say that for me to know that. And so it's just like this very positive, you know, place where like people can make mistakes and we can like find this creative flow. And, and it was awesome. The other cool thing about Michael Shannon is that he's really become an advocate for the city of Chicago being kind of like this arts hub and you and him have something in familiar that even though chicago is your artistic home you're both from outside of the state you're from uh, little rock arkansas michael shannon's from kentucky but chicago is where you guys have your artistic roots right now and that's where you work from what is it about chicago as a place because michael shannon's talking about he wants chicago to be right up there with la and new york he's really advocating for that stuff especially with indie filmmaking you're an indie filmmaker what does chicago bring uh to the to the table uh for indie filmmakers out there to make sure that state flourishes with indie filmmakers and gets more films done in that state. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you right now, just off of working in New York and working in LA, Chicago is the easiest place to make your movie guaranteed because like I found majority of my investors here in Chicago who rolled the dice on a first time director, which is like damn near close to impossible. Um, And then uh, just like locations, talent, all these things, the tax credit, we have a huge tax credit in Illinois that the film office is so good about making sure that you receive it. I mean, it's, it's becoming truly a place that, you know, LA seems like it's been tapped into too many times, Mm. you know, New York, it's so expensive to live there. It's so hard to find these people, but in Chicago, it's just like you're one phone call away from, reaching any investor, any actor. And it's just like, I don't know, there's just a creativeness to it that that um, that is one of a kind. I read an interview that Michael Shannon was talking about how, how important it is as well for young filmmakers to really flourish in Chicago, not even filmmakers, artists per general, musicians, painters, whatever, mm. because... You never know. One something like what a lot of the characters are feeling in Echo Boomers could happen again, and they need some type of outlet to put their frustrations out there, so they mm. don't go down the road of sacking people's houses and doing stuff like that. I'm sure yourself, when you finished your film school, it was so great for you. Even though the struggle was a long time, six, seven years to get this film up there, it was great to channel your energies through a movie, through a story, to make sure that you can put all that stuff out there and uh, express yourself in a real positive way. Definitely, definitely. And, and I think that's what the movie is kind of about. You know, we're, we're shining a light on these people who chose to handle it the wrong way. Um, and hopefully you get by the end of the film that this generation has actually had a beautiful impact on uh, the United States economy in terms of changing the work week from nine to five to now it's from wherever, you know, mm-hmm. 
and that, you know, women's pay and equality and kind of all these things that millennials have really been pushing for. And they've been very proactive. And so hopefully this shows that like, you know, this is the worst case scenario that ended very poorly, but still very entertaining. So so for everyone out there listening, Echo Boomers, November 13 in US theatres on demand in digital. Please, everyone, check it out. You'll see an ascending star in Patrick Schwarzenegger and great established actors just like Michael Shannon. And Seth Savoy, I thank you very much for your time today. Congratulations with the movie. And uh, look, I really look forward to seeing what you're going to have out there um, coming up next because I know this has been a passion project for you. You've been working on it for like six, seven years. So your next films, I can't wait to see those. And just thank you for your time today. Thanks. Yeah, I really enjoyed this interview. It was great.